What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the seventh episode of The Greatest Podcast on Earth. I'm Ryan. I'm Anthony. And today we are starting our off-season team breakdowns. We decided to start off with the AFC East, my poem of my Patriots. We're going to be going into team needs, what they should do in the draft, what free agents they should target, and what we think they should do this offseason to be able to put themselves in the best situation. So pretty much we're the GMs in the situation, kind of. Check out our YouTube for our exclusive segment this week. We did like a Q&A type of deal. We got some questions from some fans, answered them, shouted them out. Be sure to go check that out. Link in the description for all our social medias and stuff, and let's get into it. All right, and before we get into the podcast, there's been some breaking news throughout the NFL. Just want to start off, rest in peace to Vincent Jackson. Tragic that they found him dead in his hotel room earlier today. Tragic, sad. I remember watching him when I was growing up, when he played for the Chargers and when he played for the Bucks. He was a great fantasy guy. I was just talking to my dad about it. Rest in peace to him, praying for his family. Then we got other breaking news on a more, I would say, positive note per se jj watt recently got released what are your thoughts on that yeah it was a mutual agreement which is always nice the Texans have really messed up that organization but you know whatever i'm glad to see that he's going somewhere else and i think you know i think he's going to pittsburgh because why not he's going to join up brothers are there both of yeah i mean they're just going to build up on that d-line and make it even better i like that and i'm just like you said i'm glad that they came to a mutual agreement because you see they're kind of being dirty to deshaun watson and how they're going about that situation i like i always say about deshaun watson he shouldn't have signed the contract to begin with they sucked they're bad they weren't go bill o'brien wasn't taking them anywhere i don't know why he would sign it but i mean i'm glad that jj watt got the mutual agreement with them i'm glad that they let him go the right way I could also. I've seen a couple things saying now he's going to go to Green Bay. I could see him or going back even to Buffalo. Got both teams that could use the help on defense. Bringing a guy JJ Watt, he's going to a contender. He wants to win, so I'm sure he would probably go on a more. Do they? Does that pick up from where his contract's left if he gets signed? I don't know, but if he get, I don't. Or think, he would have. To, I think if they pick him up on waivers, then it would. But I think if he clears waivers, then it would be different. Uh, well, either way, I think that if he does end up going to a team somewhere, I think that, especially a contender, I think he would go for a more team-friendly deal, especially if it's a team like Pittsburgh who has some cap trouble, but he would be able to go play with his brothers, which I think would be pretty cool. But I think that if he goes to a contender, I think it'll be on a more team-friendly deal because you look at these teams that are up at the top, they're not really having a lot of money right now. Yeah, I think J.J. Watt, you have to bring him in, and then you have to rest him a lot throughout the year. I mean, yeah, you play him, but you rest him, you keep him healthy because he has injury concerns. Yes, he has to take a team-friendly deal because he's not playing like he once was. Yes, he's still great, but he is very injury-prone, and he's getting up there in age. I think he's maybe 31, maybe, I want to say. Yeah, and I think there's a lot of players trying to recruit him, I mean, come to mind. The Bears, Cordell Patterson trying to get him. So just imagine him and Khalil Mack. <laughs> JJ is not going to the Bears. I'll tell you that. Who would want to go play for the Bears? Another thing, uh, Demarcus Lawrence has been trying to get him in Dallas. I'm not a huge fan of that personally because you guys, you should we take, have what, way you should more take needs. what you can get for that defense. That monstrosity of a defense. Yeah, so you'll play two games with Sean Lee and then go <laughs> sit on the bench together. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I think the Packers are a good team. 
I mean, they could always use them. Yeah, yeah. They were in a championship, just need to take that step forward. And, I mean, that's pretty much it. Before we get into this, one more thing. Russell Wilson, what is going on? That was kind of just out of the blue. Yeah. Just reported out of nowhere that he's, he's kinda, unhappy. And yeah. I don't blame him. I think he's been sacked like 100 times more than <laughs> any lot. quarterback in the league right now, which is brutal. You got a guy, Russell Wilson, he's your franchise guy. He's taking you to Super Bowls, won you a Super Bowl. You would think by this time they would have gotten him anything on the offensive line. Like I mean, like he's been sacked 400 times in his career, I want to say it is. like That's brutal for your franchise guy. It just can't happen. And he still manages to make plays and win games while doing it, while not having offensive line. Yeah, I mean, like I said, Pete Carroll's the guy that says he wants defense alignment <laughs> in his offense because they're more aggressive. <laughs> clearly, that's not working, and clearly he hasn't realized it yet. And until he does, I think Russell Wilson's going to continue to be unhappy. Russell Wilson wants to throw the ball like these new offenses are doing, like the yeah. Chiefs. And he's not letting him do that. He still wants to run the ball with Chris Carson, who's injury prone, and it's not working. Clearly, I mean, you're getting to the playoffs and you're not winning. Let air, let Russell Wilson air it out. You have DK, you have Tyler Lockett. I mean, let's see it. Yeah, they have the weapons to do it. But I think if I'm any competent front office head coach, organization, whatever, you're going to listen to Russell Wilson. If he wants the offensive line, you're going to go out, sign a big-name free agent, or you're going to draft a top offensive lineman. I don't think you sit there and kind of just laugh like the Packers do with um, – like they did with Aaron Rodgers, I don't think you sit there and bullshit him. I think you do what you got to do to keep him happy because if he does um, come say he wants out, like what are you going to do? You're beat. Then your franchise is gone just like that. Yeah, who's the backup? Geno Smith? (laughs) I don't (laughs) friend, Like Ryan just said, if if Russell Wilson says he wants out, you're done. There's no more Seahawks being a powerhouse. I'll tell you that right now. They're not a powerhouse without Russell Wilson. No, no, definitely not. All right, now let's get into this week's AFC breakdown. So to start off, we're going to go in order of draft order. So we're going to start with the Jets. And I think before we get into anything, what we really have to talk about is the quarterback situation. Absolutely. I think there's three choices here. You keep Sam Darnold, you trade for Watson, or you draft at one at number two. So what do you think they're going to do? What, well, what would you do? If I am the GM and new head coach, Robert Saleh, I'm going to go stick with Sam Darnold. I don't think he's a bad quarterback. I just think that he needs a team around him because, I mean, what is he? A, what was that, second, third year now? He hasn't really had a good squad around him. I think that they have many other needs, such as receiver, corner, running back, offensive line, tight end even. They have the number three cap space going into the offseason, so they can make some big moves. They're going to be able to sign some big-name players to hopefully build around Sam Darnold. So I don't think quarterback is the biggest need for them. What I think they should do, I think they need to honestly trade back out of that number two pick, get some more assets, be able to get some later draft picks, maybe some future picks for the next upcoming drafts just so they can have a nice young core around Sam Darnold. Yeah, for me, I mean, out of these options, I think I'm going to go for Watson. It might be an aggressive approach, but, I mean, if you get Watson, you lock up the quarterback for, you know, the future. And that's the most important position as a quarterback, and that's without argument. So I think if you go out, you aggressively get Watson, you put in Sam Darnold, you put in that number two pick, swing for defenses, you might end up getting them, and then that position's settled, and then you can build on the rest of your team. I feel like the most realistic thing that we've said so far, though, is for them to probably draft a quarterback at two. I mean, I feel like that's just, like, 
the NFL thing to do. I mean, you're you're up there for a reason, and yeah, that's yeah, most yeah. likely because your quarterback didn't play great. Yeah, I mean, just they didn't have a good team, though. That's my whole thing. What I think they should do in the draft, I think they need to just every round they need to draft the best player available that's not an interior defensive lineman. That's what I think they need to do because the one part, the one bright spot they had this year was their run defense and their interior defensive line. So I think that this draft, it's best player available that's not a defensive lineman. Yeah, I agree with that. I don't I don't like drafting a quarterback here. I think it's Watson where I think you build a team around Sam Darnold, see what he's got, and then if you don't got it, then, I mean, you can always get a quarterback next year. So, you know, with pick number two, I would say they would take Penny Sewell. I mean, he's a cornerstone on the team. He's a great tackle. You can put him on the other side of Mekhi Becton. Yeah. Really, it helps out the run game, pass game, and it's going to help out whatever quarterback they put under center. Yeah, I could see that. Or if they, like I said, if they do end up keeping the pick, I think it's quarterback here 100%. But if they decide to keep the pick and stick with Sam Arnold, I like Panay Sewell here, or I like Jamar Chase, or any of the top receivers in the class. I think any of them would automatically probably be the best receiver on the team, I feel like, just because they're – then that's not saying much because they don't have shit there. But, I mean, I like offensive tackle or receiver here if they stick with Sam Darnold and keep the pick, which leads me into the free agent targets for the Jets. What are some free agents you think that they're going to try and target? I mean, I've heard that they've already had a report that they're gunning for either Juju or Will Fuller, and I think those are two guys that we have to take into consideration. Absolutely. I mean, Juju hasn't had a great... Corvette, Corvette. (laughs) (laughs) People aren't really looking at him the same in Pittsburgh, dancing on the logos. I mean... Making a fool out of the organization. Exactly. Touched on it earlier. Will Fuller, he's a guy that he got suspended for PEDs. So, I mean, these two guys, you might get them for a cheaper price, and... I mean, they before, they have established to be pretty good receivers. I mean, Juju had a great year when he was with Antonio Brown. And Will Fuller, I've said it, I've always liked Will Fuller, but injuries just really, you know, slowed him down. Yeah. And I think that these wide receivers will help out this offense tremendously considering uh, Jamison Crowder, I think he's – they're talking about him getting cut in the offseason because of a cap penalty. Yeah. So it's really Denzel Mims and yeah. – Braxton Berrios. Prashad Perryman. <laughs> Prashad Perryman. <laughs> no, I definitely agree with the Juju Will Fuller room, Will rumors that were going around. Me personally, I think Juju's more of a great receiver too. We saw what he did with Antonio Brown there, drawing double teams and getting the attention of the defense. He thrived. And, I mean, we saw this year before Will Fuller got suspended. He was having a pretty good year with the Texans and Deshaun Watson. I don't know what that was in the background. I think it was a truck or something. But, no, I mean, I like this. Some other guys, I can see them going after one of the top edge rushers in the class. They have money to spend. Why not spend it on a cornerstone of your defense? They got guys like Shaq Barrett, who's available, Yannick Ngakwe, who's available, and even, like you said last week, Jadavion Clowney's available. They're all pretty good edge rushers who could make a difference on your defense pretty quick. And then I also said them going interdivision and signing Joe Tooney from the Patriots. It's looking like he's not going to be a Patriot next year. It sucks. It's sad. I mean, he's a versatile offensive lineman, though, who could probably go in and play right tackle or left guard, which he plays. But like I said, he's a versatile guy. He could probably go anywhere where the Jets need him to go. So I like that. I mean, if they go ahead and sign him. And they have a lot of money. Joe Tooney's probably going to want big money. Go ahead and get him. You have the money. 
try and help your good team get better. Yeah, I agree, and I think their new head coach is going to be one of those guys that really builds up the trenches. So I could honest, I could see Jada Avion, Clowney, Joe. Too. I could see any of those yeah. guys coming in and playing. I think more for the Jets though. It's they're a hard team to talk about for me. Like, just because I don't know what they're going to do. I've said oh, it before. There's so many question marks. I don't, I don't know, like, how to make sense of this, but I think that what the Jets do with that number two pick, I think that controls the entire draft pretty much. Like, I think what they do with that pick is going to affect how a lot of teams draft, what happens in the draft, and what happens, like, in the offseason. But I, I don't know, though. They're a hard team for me to talk about. All right, let's get into our second team. Before we move on to the next team, let's not forget they have two first-round picks this year. That's right. I forgot. I don't know how I forgot. For me, I kind of like Elijah Vera Tucker here. He's a lineman that can play either position. I like him in the inside. I think, you know, they really need to build up the trenches. Another option is Travis Etienne. Yeah. I mean, if they wanted to draft a running back in the first round, I would. I personally wouldn't. I would take Elijah Vera Tucker, you know, to build up the trenches. But what do you think? I definitely can see what you're saying about running back here. I don't know if it would be Travis Etienne or if they decide to go Najee Harris, number five for the Heisman race. I mean, he's uh, he's looks like a monster. I mean, people see him as more of a power back, but I mean, if you watch him play, I mean, you see he catches the football coming out of the backfield just almost as good as Travis Etienne can. I like running back here. I don't know. Like I said, I don't know what they're going to do. I think a lot of the draft depends on what they do with that number two pick. But I can see what you're saying about Elijah Vera Tucker or a running back. And like I said earlier, I think it's just best player available. Yeah, and then you also have pick 34, which, I mean, it's pretty close to the first round. And I think it's a possibility that Travis Etienne or Najee Harris possibly falls at that pick. Yeah, I can definitely see that. I think I've mocked both of them guys to the Jets late first, early second round numerous times. So Yeah, so I could see them, you know, passing on the running back here and, taking that lineman but anyways we'll go to the next team the Miami Dolphins they're a team that's been really good I mean they barely missed the playoffs this year the defense is there what do you think they should do I think that their needs really are more on the offensive side I think they could use another offensive lineman whether that be a guard or tackle the guys they do have are pretty versatile so if depending on who they take they can move some guys around make it fit I think they also need a true receiver one I'm a fan of Devontae Parker I do not think he's a true number one wide receiver and I think there could also be in play for a running back here I mean I would love to see Najee Harris in a Dolphins uniform next year, or even Travis Etienne. I like Najee a little better. Not early first, not with the third third pick. I'm saying later. Pick 18. Yeah, the 18th pick, I could see Najee help Tua get some comfortability in the offense. He didn't really look that comfortable this year. Yeah, I agree with you. I think it's 100% on the offense. I mean, you can never add too many offensive linemen, but I think it's mostly on a skill position. I mean, wide receivers, running backs – I think that's really what they need. Maybe your quarterback, but I think you should give Tua another year. Personally, you know, you drafted him there, so you you might as well give him another year. He didn't do anything to really yeah. discourage you. He did make the playoffs. So. But anyways, they had the first pick, pick number three. What do you think they're going to do with that? I think that a trade back here is very, very, very likely. I mean, just looking at it, looking at their situation – they have a solid team now. They still have the 18th pick, not a bad pick, still top 20. This draft class is loaded in talent, especially down the board, so a trade back could definitely be in play. But if they do decide to keep this third pick, 
I think what a lot of people are going to say is Jamar Chase because he's a lot of people's wide receiver one in the class. But I like Jalen Waddle here or even Devontae Smith just because, like we kind of touched on, you want to get Tua comfortable in the offense. They didn't have a lot of confidence in him this year. Like we saw them putting Fitzpatrick in to try and win them some games down the stretch, which they didn't seem to be confident in Tua. I think you want to get him more comfortable in the offense. So what better than to bring in a guy who he was throwing throwing touchdowns to in college? What do you think? Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think it's a I think it's a good trade down spot here because of what you mentioned with Jalen Waddle and Devontae Smith. I think if they trade pick number three and they go down around eight nine, they can still get a guy like Jalen Waddle or Devontae Smith. I Absolutely. highly believe that one of these receivers will still be here around that time. But I think another name that we kind of have to look out for here is Penny Sewell. I mean, he's a guy, he can be a cornerstone on this offensive line. I mean, you see comparisons to Quentin Nelson, and we all see what he did with the Indianapolis Colts. He turned them to the best offensive line in football. Yeah. So if Penny Sewell, if the Dolphins believe that he has the potential to do that, I don't think it would be crazy to take him here. Yeah, especially I could see that because the fact that this receiver class is pretty good. Like I said, this whole entire draft class, but specifically the receiver class, it's pretty good down the line. There's some good value receivers down the board. But I don't think that they go offensive line here just because of the fact that their offensive line is already like I think they're like they're good enough to not have to waste the number three overall pick on them to go and for that point you can address another need on offense like I kind of said at receiver I don't think defense is really a need at all they might probably could use an edge rusher or an inside linebacker they don't have much there on the defensive side but I think if they keep this third overall pick it has to be receiver I don't think that it, I think it has to be receiver for them to be successful going into the 2021 season. I'm going to disagree with you there just because of the fact that I think if you look at an offense, the most important positions, without a doubt, quarterback's number one and then your tackle's number two, especially the outside. I mean, the yeah, left yeah. tackle. I mean, to his left, he said, kind of takes away the purpose. Right tackle still. But I think tackles side. are 100% the most important thing because edge rushers, I mean, we see how they've – evolved in this game tj watts crazy i mean there's tons of ed, ed yeah. rushes that are really good and when they get to your quarterback you mentioned Tua being comfortable when he's you know on his ass he's not very comfortable they heard that they heard that townsend ladies and gentlemen <laughs> and we have to remember that they have another pick pick number 18 what do you think yeah. they're going to go with there I think this is not G. Harris if he's on the board 100%, or it's an offensive lineman. Like you said, for the Jets, Najee or Travis Etienne might be there at the start of the second round. But, I mean, I think that if this is either offensive lineman or running back here, I don't think you could go wrong with either if you're the Dolphins. Yeah, for me, I think they're going to go offensive line here. Or maybe receiver if one of these guys happens to fall. I highly doubt it. Yeah, but, I, don't I mean, think... you could possibly see a Jalen Waddle falling because of his ankle issue. Doubt it, but, I mean, they could take him there. And let's not forget the Dolphins are number eight in cap space this year. So if they do go ahead and try and bring in a top receiver like Allen Robinson or Kenny Galladay. Chris Godwin. Or Chris Godwin, yeah. I mean, if they go ahead and bring one of those guys in in the offseason, you look for them to go ahead and address the other needs like we talked about. Number eight in cap space, that's still pretty good. It's a lot of money, so they can go ahead and fill some of these. I don't think they have that many needs, but they can – Go ahead. They, I think the Dolphins could make a run next season if they do the right things this offseason. No, they don't have many needs at all, and they have a lot of potential to make a run being eighth in cap space and, I mean, barely missing the playoffs with a 
pretty good record. And I think they're getting most of their guys back, too. They're a young team. They don't, I don't know if they have any huge-name free agents that are going to be free so. agents. I mean, I'm pretty sure they signed them all. Xavier yeah. Howard might be running up on his deal, but... No, I he, think just, got oh, he, he the, just got paid. Him and Byron Jones are the two highest-paid corners in the league. Oh, they paid yeah. their guys. <laughs> yep. And, I mean, that being said, with eighth in cap space, who do you think are some free agents that they'll sign? I think you can't go wrong with, like I said, Allen Robinson, Chris Godwin, Kenny Galladay, bringing a true receiver one, talking about inside linebacker. You got guys like Levante David. He's pretty old, but the Dolphins think they have a roster where they could win now so to bring in a veteran presence like that could be huge another guy really like in this free agency class inside linebacker Jayon Brown I'll touch on him more in a little bit he's playing for the Titans I think he broke his elbow or something or his arm so he's coming off an injury but I think that he could be a huge addition to that defense which has minimal holes but yeah I like them bringing in receivers and linebackers this offseason whether it's the draft or free agency yeah, for me, uh, free agency, I could see offensive line. Joe Tooney, and good name you already said. I mean, you can Staying never in the division. Can never have too many offensive linemen. And then another guy is Aaron Jones. I mean, we've already seen Ooh. rumors of him. You know, I think he might even be the favorite to go to Miami. They need a running Forgot back. About Aaron Jones. I like that a lot. In that Aaron offense. Jones is getting pushed out of Green Bay. I don't know why, but it seems like they're, they're trying to get running back. back. I mean. I forgot about him. I think that he's a real good fit for the Dolphins' offense, and that would be real exciting to see. Yeah, Tua, I mean, he'll have somebody that he can comfortably hand the ball off to, throw the ball off to, and throw down. Out of the backfield, yeah. I think that would be huge for him. And don't get me wrong, Miles Gaskin had a pretty good year, but I think if you have a chance to bring in a guy like Aaron Jones in free agency or Najee Harris in the draft or Travis Etienne, I don't think you can pass up on that. All righty, and for the third team in the AFC East – my guys, the New England Patriots, they currently only hold the number 15th overall pick in the first round. We're number four in cap space. We finally have some money. We have four major needs, in my opinion. Quarterback, wide receiver, inside linebacker, and interior defensive lineman. For the Patriots to be successful next season, we need a quarterback bad. The Cam Newton experiment, it was fun to watch. I was cheering for him, but Cam Newton, he's just not the guy. I like the offense that the Patriots adapted to with the QB runs, all the stuff like that. I really like that. So if for the Patriots, if they could – I want the Patriots to trade up in the draft to land a top quarterback. If there's a year for them to do it, it's this year. The Patriots are known for trading back. This needs to be the year where they trade up. If they can bring in a guy like Trey Lance, he's my dream fit to the Patriots. He's Cam Newton with a better arm. He can run the ball. He can push the ball downfield with his legs and with his arm strength. He's talented. For him to be with Bill Belichick and Josh McDaniels, I think he could become a top quarterback in the league in a couple years. I think that's a really (laughs) hot take for a guy coming from North Dakota. But I'll let you, you know, do your thing with Trey Lance, whatever that Back may be. to my Patriots. I'm probably going to be doing most of the talking for this one, by the way, if you can't tell. But for the Patriots, for this draft, we need to get a quarterback. And if we don't trade up for a quarterback, which I doubt, I think with the 15th overall pick, look for us to draft a guy like Jeremiah Owusu-Kormoa, I'm a big fan of him, one of my favorite players. He's a will linebacker, could go right next to 
Dante Hightower in the middle. He can make plays all over the field. He's kind of like that third safety that the Patriots like to have on the field who can just fly around, be the ball hawk, and make plays. So look for him to be in play at 15. Also maybe look for a top receiver to go, like we were talking about earlier. Jalen Waddle could be here. I doubt Devontae Smith and Jamar Chase fall here. I think if a receiver falls here, it'll be Jalen Waddle, which is a dream fit for me. I would love it. I hope to God the Patriots don't draft Kyle Pitts at 15. <laughs> what I think we need to do, we need to sign or trade for a veteran tight end to help develop. What's his name? Devin Asiasi and Dalton Keene. I always get their names mixed up. I would love for the Patriots to trade for a guy like Zach Ertz or go ahead and sign a guy like John Smith in free agency or probably my favorite tight end in the free agent class, Hunter Henry. Bill Belichick has been scouting him since he was in high school. That's got to say something. He's coming off a franchise tag, so I think if the Patriots have a chance to get Hunter Henry in this free agency class, I think they should. I would rather have John Smith, but, I mean, okay. That's Whatever. <laughs> and then in regards to free agency, what are some free agents – who you would like to see the Patriots go after? I think it's receiver. I have a long list. <laughs> I'm sure <laughs> That's you how I'm you go first. <laughs> I think it's receiver for me because the Patriots have not had a great receiver for the last, like, 20 years besides Randy Moss. Are we counting That's, tight ends or no? No, whatever. <laughs> Tom, We know it. Tom Brady has not had anybody to throw to. Julian Edelman. Duh. Danny oh Amendola. God. Chris Hogan. Don't forget. Wes Deion Welker. Branch. Wes Welker. Shall I continue? <laughs> they need a receiver because, yeah. I mean, who is it? Nikhil Harry and Nikhil Harry. I don't even get me started. <laughs> Nikhil Harry sucks. Add him to the list of people who we slander on the podcast. Nikhil Harry sucks. Yeah, I think it needs to be a receiver. <laughs> so I'm going to go with you know possibly Chris Godwin, possibly Kenny Galladay, possibly Will Fuller, possibly. Um, even Juju, Corvette, Corvette in New England. Corvette, Corvette. And better, Bill Belichick would shut that down immediately. You know he doesn't play that shit. Yeah, I <laughs> no, I have a lot of free agency, guys. I think the Patriots, first and foremost, before they go out and sign anyone, re-sign David Andrews, keep him in-house. We're probably losing Joe Tooney. David Andrews, he's a Patriot guy. He loves it here. He fits our offense good. He knows how to read defenses, make good calls for the quarterback. And I touched on it in the exclusive segment when we were talking about the best secondaries in football. I think we need to re-sign J.C. Jackson. Second in picks this year behind Xavier Howard. Had a breakout year. He was a Pro Bowl snub. I mean, I don't think there's much else to say. We need to go get him. Some other guys I would like to see the Patriots target in free agency. I said it earlier. Jayon Brown from the Titans. Be a perfect perfect accommodation to Dante Hightower in the middle I wouldn't also mind seeing Levante David get bought in either or a guy from the Buffalo Bills who we're going to touch on pretty soon Matt Milano I would like him a lot he's more of an outside linebacker but we I mean he would still be a good fit because we don't have much there either or like I kind of said it earlier already Hunter Henry Bill scouted him in high school I don't think enough said (laughs) you going on the Patriots I think I'm done with the Patriots um one more thing to add, all that stuff I said about the draft, that's what I want to do. The Patriots are probably going to trade back. I know, it sucks, but they're probably going to trade back in the second round. And They're take, probably going to take Mac Jones. Oh, my goodness. And get Juju. See, oh, Mac Jones and Juju, the next Patriots dynasty. <laughs> all right, let's, let's move on from the Patriots. I'm getting too 
And that's going to lead us to the (laughs) division winners. The new division winners for the next 10 years. Write it down. Write it in stone. Quote Ryan Sawyer. The Buffalo Bills. I think some of the needs for this team, I think linebacker is a pretty good one. Offensive tackle, maybe another edge rusher and a running back. I mean, you got Devin Singletary and Zach Moss at running back. So I, I had think both in fantasy at one point, <laughs> and they suck. I'm really sorry to hear that. <laughs> oh, man. But, yeah, for me, I think the, the team's there. I mean, they just need to get a couple more pieces. I mean, we saw they were in the AFC Championship with the Chiefs. So, yeah. I mean, they're just a couple pieces away from making that leap. They brought in Stephon Diggs, who was huge for Josh Allen. Absolutely. Maybe bring in another receiver if they want to. All righty. Here we go. The Buffalo Bills. Now, I think before they do anything else, I think they need to get another corner to play across from Tredavious White. Write it down. Josh Norman sucks. He is garbage. He's bad. He's the worst. Add him to the list. He was never good, even when he was playing <laughs> he with was the good Panthers. In Carolina. I don't he was not reason. good. He was sorry. He was so overrated. He was trying to do that whole Richard Sherman thing when he was talking, talking. Okay, he got all his clout from Odell. He got oh, Josh Norman got all his clout from Odell, and you can't argue it. Going into that matchup, he also made the Super Bowl. I mean, just give him some respect. And they got taken down by Von Miller. <laughs> That's a story for a different day. Cam Newton. Oh, man. Well, I'd like to take this, I mean, continue this corner conversation. They have pick number 30. In <laughs> Good luck pre- explaining this one. <laughs> in our previous episode, I mentioned them taking Asante Samuel Jr. Might be crazy to some, <laughs> but to others, he has a lot of potential. If he can be like his dad, then that was a really good pick. Yeah, for them in the draft... I think it's best defensive player available in the draft. Like I said, like I've said throughout the podcast, there's good value receivers down the board. I think it's best defensive player available, whether that be a cornerback or a linebacker. linebacker dependent. I think they need to bring Matt Milano back this offseason. I think that should be their number one priority, and they definitely need an edge rusher. I don't think Jerry Hughes and Mario Addison have much left in the tank. <laughs> I think Trent Murphy's a free agent, too. They got a young guy, A.J. Epineza, from the draft last year. I was a fan of him. But, I mean, outside of that, they don't have much. On offense, I think, like you said, running back could be in play. I think they could use another receiver across from Stephon Diggs. They could probably use a tight end, not a big Dawson Knox guy. And I think what a lot of people are forgetting, I think they could use some offensive line help because, I mean, you saw it in the AFC Championship. Josh Allen was kind of running for his life out there. Yeah, for sure. And, I mean, I think linebacker is the biggest need for me, and I think a couple guys come to mind. They have pick number 30. For me, it's Nick Bowen and Zayvon Collins, two linebackers that can fulfill the need, and also Asante Samuel, like I said. And I, I he's not wrong saying that they need an offensive lineman. I think that they need to build up the offensive line and protect Josh Allen for the future. Yeah, absolutely. The Bills, like you said, they're kind of already right there. They made a run. They made a deep playoff run with the roster. Just imagine what they could do if they do everything right. If they, if I was the GM for all these teams, you're going to hear it throughout this series, I could make every team great. And I think oh Ryan's God. on the same boat. Got a lot of Madden franchises in, behind our belt, oh under our belts. We're the best GMs. But the Bills, I just think that the Patriots are going to give them a run for their money this year. I don't think so. Do you have any idea what the Bills cap space is? Or what 
how they rank in cap space? No, I don't, actually. All right, let me check that real quick. The Bills are actually number 20 in cap space in the league to go into this offseason. I think a free agent that they really have to target is Richard Sherman. I think. <laughs> what? Why? He's already I'm said, sorry, what? <laughs> he's already said that he wants to go to a team that is a contender. And I think if he goes to a team like Buffalo, they're 100% contenders. They're, they were in the championship this year. And if you put them on the other side of somebody like Tredavious White, your corners are set. My thing with that is, though, Tredavious White, he's more of a press man corner like Stephon Gilmore, like Jalen Ramsey. I mean, I just worry about Richard Sherman. He's slow. I think we, we've seen it in so is Josh big Norman, games so. before. You saw him trying to guard Tyreek Hill in the Super Bowl, got exposed. And I think in Madden, that's completely irrelevant, but I think he's like an 80, 83 speed in Madden. Richard Sherman is still a guy. He's still a top 10 corner. You can say whatever you want about him. You can hate on him all you want because he beat the Patriots in the Super Bowl. He didn't beat the Patriots in the Super Bowl? Lost to the Patriots in the Super Bowl. Talk shit, whatever. You can hate on him. He's still a good corner, and he would still help out this Buffalo Bills team. I don't care what you say. Another couple guys is Jadavion Clowney and Jack Barrett. They need edge help. So I could see them veterans coming in. I mean, I think they're one piece away from possibly beating the Chiefs. I see what you're saying, but like you are saying about playing against the Chiefs, you're going to need defensive guys that are quick and fast, especially playing throughout the entire AFC, and especially when they get deep in the playoffs and they have to play the Tyreek Hills, the Mecole Hardmans of the world, the Travis Kelseys. You're going to need fast guys. You can't. You don't want Richard Sherman on the field trying to. I would say who Richard only plays, Sherman, no matter what. Who only care. plays one side of the field in a deep zone coverage. That's not going to do anything. We saw him deep, get exposed. Deep zone. Deep zone, Tyreek Hill gets past him, and he's burnt. We saw it in the Super Bowl two years ago when he was playing with the 49ers. He was getting burnt. I, I I like Richard Sherman. Don't get me wrong. He's a good corner. I just don't think he fits Buffalo, and I think that Buffalo will be better off drafting drafting a corner. Asante Samuel Jr. to cover Tyreek Hill. <laughs> well, that's what you got Trey White for. And then they have two good safeties, and Micah Hyde and Jordan Poyer playing over the top. I don't know, though. All right, one word answer, no explanations. What's the rec- What's the order of the division winners? Like, what do you think they're gonna like project the final draft division order? Buffalo, Miami, New England, New York Jets. New England, Buffalo, Miami Jets. Said it, done. Patriots are gonna make a run. We're back, baby. Okay. <laughs> All right, that's going to wrap up this week's episode of AFC East Predictions. Next week, we're going to get into the NFC East and knock out our two favorite teams. Yep, that's it. This is going to be our series going up leading up to the week of the NFL Draft. Then that week, we're going to do our final one, then another mock draft. So that week will be two uploads. I'm very excited. Like I've been saying, this is one of my favorite times of the year, NFL offseason, draft season. Don't forget, check out our exclusive segment. The link will be in the description. We did a little Q&A, answered some fan questions. Don't forget, click that link. Also has our social medias and stuff on it. Keep showing us love. We'll keep bringing you guys great content. We are slowly on the road to 1,000 subs on YouTube. It's going a little slow right now, but we'll get there eventually. And until next week, we'll see you guys. See ya.